0: In Ag and Review for the week ending March 14th, we start off with this report. In an effort to provide its members with a greater understanding of the Agricultural Act of 2014, the National Cotton Council has scheduled Farm Bill Education meetings throughout the Cotton Belt with five meetings set for Georgia March 19th through the 21st. Georgia Cotton Commission's Richie Seaton encourages growers to attend.
1: number of changes that will be included. I urge everybody to take this opportunity to come and listen to the industry experts that we support with their checkoff dollars, and uh, hopefully that will help them get a little bit further in their decision-making process. They're going to have to make some decisions that will continue through the full term of this farm bill, and you have to look at some different things on insurance coverage and whatever that are not related to the stacks insurance program that cotton will have but they're going to need to hear that and then sit down with their own personal farming operation information and figure out which of the insurance plans would work best for them and like i said uh, they will hear the latest that we know and hopefully it won't change a lot through the rule and reg process
0: again the meetings are coming up march 19th through the 21st in baxley dawson donaldsonville statesboro and tifton For exact dates, times, and locations, contact the Cotton Commission office in Perry at 478-988-4235. That's 478-988-4235. And Randall Wiseman had this.
2: There are many issues the Washington, D.C. staff of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is involved with every day. And according to Christina Butts, Executive Director of Legislative Affairs for NCBA, dietary guidelines is just one of those.
3: Every five years, the USDA and the Health and Human Services Agency come together to pull together a scientific advisory committee of nutritionists and health experts to see if there's enough nutrition information out there to change their recommendations to Americans, known as the dietary guidelines. So even though we got the 2010 dietary guidelines in 2010, in 2011, NCBA started the prep work for the 2015 dietary guidelines that we're working on right now. Um, They did have their second public meeting just uh, last month and We were a little bit concerned, well not a little bit, but a lot concerned with some of the conversations around should protein, should meat even be part of the dietary guidelines and if so, should you even eat beef in terms of sustainability. Christina
2: reminds cattle producers that NCBA is a contractor to the Beef Checkoff.
3: On the checkoff side, they submit a lot of information and research just to make sure that this advisory committee has the most accurate and up-to-date information that they're making these scientific recommendations off of. And then on the policy side of NCBA with our membership, we're going to be weighing in as well just to make sure that we think it's the intent of dietary guidelines to focus on nutrition and health benefits, not to get involved into sustainability or some of these other branched-out topics that in past dietary guidelines discussions have also gotten brought forward. Um, For instance, in Ten, this committee actually made a recommendation to USDA and HHS that they tell Americans to shift to a plant-based diet. Well, obviously, we knew that they were trying to say eat more fruits and vegetables, but the verbiage of shift to a plant-based diet makes people think that you want to take meat off of the plate. So we asked the USDA and Health and Human Services to just be honest with consumers and say eat more fruits and vegetables if that's what you want, and USDA and HHS did make that final recommendation.
2: She said they are not done yet.
3: There's going to be another year of meetings. There's going to be opportunities for the public to submit comments. Um, NCBA, people involved on the research side through the Beef Checkoff are going to make sure that they're submitting all the accurate scientific information that's out there for this committee to have all the information, all the details. But um, these conversations are never easy in D.C. And the dietary guidelines, they need to be make sure that they're accurate and they're correct because all the nutrition policy like school, lunch, and other programs are based off of the dietary guidelines. So... Um, there is a commitment and dedication from NCBA standpoint to make sure that we work with our producers and we get this done in the appropriate manner.
2: And Christina wants cattle producers to get involved in this process.
3: The comments are open, so any consumer, any producer, anybody can submit comments at any time to this advisory committee. Um, And what we're looking for producers to do as well, for producers that have backgrounds in nutrition or research or some type of health um, activities or health background, you know, to find a way to help us kind of engage in those conversations with your knowledge from a production standpoint, but also your focus in human nutrition or some type of medical profession, you know, to make sure that, that we're helping kind of bridge that gap between the medical and healthcare professionals and nutrition nutritionist versus those of us on the production side to make sure that that we're talking in the same um, definitions and terminologies especially when you use words like sustainability you know what is USDA trying to say that word is from a nutrition standpoint so I think um, I think having those conversations up front are going to be very very important
0: and we wrap up for this week with this from Everett Greiner
3: well
4: 40 years we've seen American agriculture grow I mean the size of farms this didn't happen everywhere, nor at the same time. Many felt the family farm was in peril. You had to be big to make it. It didn't quite prove out to be that way. We do have more giant farms than ever, and some still growing, but family farms still dominate American agriculture. Yeah, 2,000 acre family farms, not at all. According to USDA, in 2011, there were almost 2 million farms in the U.S. The average size was less than 250 acres. Now, there's a lot of indifferent numbers involved here, but essentially, as one farm adds acres, another reduces. Technology was the driving force behind growth. Machinery, essentially. Big machines cover more ground. Family farms are here to stay. Not even threatened, much less endangered.
0: And don't forget, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast AgNet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNets Podcast.